that, uh, that you can walk away with anything is, you know, for the love of God, make time for God. It's really that simple. Just make time for God. So we're going to be talking about basically our relationship with God in prayer. And prayer. We have uh, we celebrate a great saint today, Saint Teresa of Avila, who is honestly one of the greatest spiritual masters in the history of the church. And at Mass today, the readings for her feast day, we have John 15, which is one of my the very beginning of John 15, one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture. I put it on my my ordination card, and it's basically, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you cannot do anything. So if we try to live our lives, if we try to live other relationships apart from Christ, we're going to wither up and die spiritually. So apart from me, you can't do nothing. So that's what we're going to focus on. I want to read, uh, let's start with, this is actually going to be our first reading from Mass this evening, for the Vigil Mass. It's from the book of Exodus. In those days, Amalek came and waged war against Israel. Moses, therefore, said to Joshua, Pick out certain men, and tomorrow go out and engage Amalek in battle. I will be standing on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him. He engaged Amalek in battle after Moses had climbed to the top of the hill with Aaron and Hur. As long as Moses kept his hands raised up, Israel had the better of the fight. But when he let his hands rest, Amalek had the better of the fight. Moses' hands, however, grew tired, so they put a rock in place for him to sit on. Meanwhile, Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. And Joshua mowed down Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Beautiful reading. I think it's very providential that we have that reading today. We're talking about like you know balancing relationships. Obviously, with Christ as a center, but uh, also the importance of having friends, of having other communities in relationship. Now, obviously, first of all, Moses is um, in relationship with God, listening to <coughs> what he as a humble servant of God, listening to listening to God and leading his people. Hey, go up that mountain with the staff of God and raise your hands and pray. And if you do. You will be victorious. You will be victorious. But then uh, I just love the, the reality of this reading. He gets tired. He gets tired and he's like, oh man, I put my hands down. But then, okay, then it comes in the, the importance of, of friendships and community. These other guys put a rock there so he can sit on, and then they support his hands so he can continue to keep his hands up um, so that they continue to be successful and victorious. So I think it's a great analogy for, it's a great story for what we're kind of talking about today. And I want to stick with this, this imagery of battle. Uh, they're, they're, they're in battle. Moses goes to battle for the Israelites. So I want to stick with this imagery of battle. And the imagery of prayer being a battle. The reality is prayer truly is a battle. That actually, the Catechism of the Catholic Church states it that way. Prayer is a battle. Uh, and the fourth part of the Catechism, highly recommended, it's all on prayer. So, if prayer is truly a battle. I think if, we, if we're honest with ourselves and, and, and kind of look at our spiritual lives and our prayer lives, it's just, you know, like, yeah, you know what? Everything's going pretty perfect. I get up and I pray at the same time every day. And it's very rich and there's tons of consolation and there's tons of peace. And I'm very consistent with my prayer. That's usually not the case, right? Uh, sometimes we have those seasons where we're like, we're really in a groove. But the reality is, like, prayer is a battle. 
we have to say yes every day. We have to be very intentional. We have to be very disciplined. We have to like, like carve out time and say, all right, here's when I'm, when I'm going to pray. And then inevitably, <laughs> we get busy, life gets messy, and it's like, oh crap, I didn't do that. So prayer is a battle. First and foremost, um, well, not first and foremost, but it is a battle, uh, and there's opponents. We know we have an enemy, the devil, who, when he sees us like growing toward the Lord and like moving uh, and growing in prayer, in our in our spiritual life, in our prayer life, he'll throw up every single obstacle there is so that uh, he can like knock us off that track. So it's a battle. We have opponents. That's why we have to be very intentional. And then we have ourselves. We're redeemed by Christ, but we're all we're, we're still very weak. We're fallen. Um, we tend to get lazy. We tend to put other priorities above God. Things get in the way, so it truly is a battle. So I think the oh, <laughs> sorry, I was wondering who that was. We have another uh, a priest visiting. Hey, say hello, hello to Father Michael up there. Hey, I was like, who's this guy waving up there? <laughs> I was like, am I something wrong with the sound? <laughs> um, so it truly is a battle. Uh, I'll share, you know, be very vulnerable with you all. Uh, we all have like a thorn in the flesh, right? We all have. Battles in our own spiritual life. So I'll be very vulnerable with you. Uh, I had a lifelong battle with the snooze button. A lifelong. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like this is this is serious business. Uh, honestly, for as long as I can remember, I just man, the snooze is just so easy, and you just get you get in a habit, a very bad habit of it. I remember one year, I gave up the snooze button for Lent. I was like, the Lord, I honestly like prayed about it, and that was like very clear to me that that's what the Lord wanted me to do for Lent was give up a snooze button. And honestly, probably like some of like the richest uh, prayer I've had because uh, I, I was very disciplined. I, I hit the snooze, I, I got up, didn't hit the snooze button, and I prayed my holy hour first thing in the morning. And I, I got into that rhythm near the end of seminary where it was just like clockwork. Um, I would I would not hit the snooze button. I would get up. I would get ready, and I would go pray my holy hour first thing in the morning, which was great. But uh, that's not to say that since seminary, uh, kind of getting this new schedule uh, as a parish priest, uh, I still struggle with that freaking snooze button. So <laughs> I would say the so the battle, right? First battle. The first battle, I think, is honestly fidelity. To be faithful to our times of prayer according to like a definite plan that we have come up with. According to a definite plan that we have come come up with. Now we'll talk about like consistency in prayer and like scheduling in, in, in a few minutes. But that's the first battle, like fidelity. Fidelity and perseverance in our life of prayer. And it's not an easy battle. It's not an easy battle. Um, but it's a, a good question or reflection is to say that, like, how can we claim, how can we claim to love God if we fail to keep the appointments that we have made with Him? It's a very good, very good convicting, very, very convicting uh, meditation, for sure. Oftentimes, I think, um, not in a pessimistic way, but oftentimes I think it's like, okay, we're all like pretty frequently receiving the sacraments, right? We put our, bring ourselves before the Lord and, and openness, and we receive, most importantly, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, right? And we go to confession, but we're living a sacramental life. Uh, and again, not to be pessimistic, I'm actually pretty optimistic about this, but sometimes I'm like, why, if we are receiving the sacraments so frequently, why is the world not being more transformed? Why aren't we more holy? Um, again, not to be like uh, bleak about it, but why aren't we more holy? It's a, it's, a good, it's a good question to ask. And I think that, okay, the sacraments are effective. Um, we talk about, I won't 
or a theological, but ex operate operato. Basically, they're, they're working no matter what. It's not like depending on the holiness of the priest who's ministering them. But I think one thing, and we can ask this question of why, are, why is there not more transformation? Why aren't we more holy? I think we have to like examine our receptivity. We can look at that parable of like um, the seed being scattered all over the place. And uh, some falls on rocky soil, thorny soil, etc. But we need good soil. We need good soil in our souls to let this grace kind of like take root. To let the grace of the sacraments take root. And, and then we start to, to bear, uh, bear rich fruit. Talked about John 15 earlier. The bearing, bearing fruit for the Lord. And that good soil really... Yes, we need to keep receiving sacraments. That good soil comes with, most simply, a dedicated life of prayer. Most simply, that good soil for those for the sacramental grace to take root and bear fruit comes with a dedicated life of prayer. It's not. It's, it's not really rocket science. Uh, it's not. But uh, too often, going, kind of going back to the, the battle battle imagery, too often we get tired, we get lazy. I mean, we read and we saw Moses. He was like, man, like this is kind of tiring. I'm gonna put my my hands down, like, goodness gracious. Um, but that's, that's real. The Lord knows that. The Lord knows we're weak, we're human. Um, but He needs us, He needs us to cooperate with Him. He doesn't just transform us automatically. We have to come to, we have to come meet Him in prayer. We have to keep our hands up, right? So it's too often we get lazy, too often, like I mentioned earlier, other things get in the way. We have priorities that kind of get uh, off kilter a little bit. So we, we get lazy, we put our arms down in laziness, or we don't have good community around us to kind of put that rock under us and give us support, or to hold up our arms and say, hey, you know what, like, you need to, you need to go to confession, uh, you need to get back to Mass. How's your prayer life? Like, what's going on? Like, are you spending time in prayer each day? Um, so I love, I love that reading, it kind of touches on a lot of what we're, we're going over today. Um, so, first battle, be faithful, uh, persevere in prayer. And there's really no secret formula. I mean, we can tell there's been, over the years, there's been tons and tons of methods, uh, ways to enter into prayer. Uh, hey, just try this and it'll be good. That's great, that's great. There's tons of techniques and methods that can really plunge us into a, a deeper intimacy with the Lord. The reality is there's no secret formula. Those are just techniques, those are just methods. Some things work for some people, some things work for other people. Some things don't work. But those are just methods and techniques. Um, there's no secret. Like I said, there's no secret formula. These are just methods to enter us into the deeper intimacy and transformative union with the Lord. So, no secret formula. Like I said, I think the, 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 the key is fidelity and perseverance. I remember like in college when I really started like, uh, the Lord started breaking into my life. I didn't really have anyone to like teach me how to pray. Um, honestly, I guess it was, you know, the Lord works miracles, but it, my conviction was like, as long as I just give God time, as long as I just give God space, as long as I just give God a little bit of silence, like He's going to work. Because it's not so much about what we do in prayer. It's more so about what God does in prayer. As long as we show up, hence fidelity and perseverance. I'll just, that's like, you know, if I can walk away with anything, fidelity and perseverance in your prayer life. So I'm going to read a quote from uh, this awesome book. Some of you guys know Father Jacques Philippe. Some of you guys might have read this book. It's called Time for God. I know what we're talking about today. Make time for God. Please, make time for God. Um, awesome book. I highly recommend this. But he says, kind of what we're talking about, it's not, not a secret formula. Uh, it's mostly about fidelity. He says, what matters is not whether our prayer is beautiful, 
What matters is, is not, not whether it works or whether it is enriched by deep thoughts and feelings, but whether it is persevering and faithful. It's not about, uh, you know, having these deep contemplations. Those will come, right? But it's more so about persevering and faithful prayer. Our first concern in prayer, our first concern, our first concern, before we think about anything else, is fidelity, is faithfulness in prayer. Not the quality of our prayer. It's kind of like, wait, hold on. i got to like pray good, right? I'm supposed to like pray good. I'm going to do that good, right? Uh, yeah, but I think we need to focus way more on perseverance and fidelity in prayer because I think the quality of our prayer will come from the fidelity, from persevering daily, daily in prayer. Okay? Here's another quote uh, from him. He kind of follows up on it. He says, Time spent faithfully every single day in mental prayer that is poor, arid, distracted, and relatively short is worth more and will be infinitely more fruitful for our progress than long, ardent spells of mental prayer from time to time when circumstances make it easy. Profound. Profound quote. Because uh, that's... The reality is when we like examine our spiritual lives and our and our um, like our the way we pray, most of the time that's what we struggle with is consistency. Like we'll have these, like you said, long, ardent spells that are profound from time to time, but it's actually way, way, way more fruitful if we spend time every day, even if it's shorter, even if it's dry, even if it's desolate, even if it's distracted, but that will bear more fruit in the long run. Um, than just every now and then like entering into these, these hours of deep prayer. That will come. That will come as we as we persevere and are faithful in prayer. Make sure I'm doing good on time here. Yeah, we're doing good. Okay, so time. Time for God. What's called time for God. Uh, that's, that's, that's our goal. Making time for God. And why is this so difficult? Why is this so difficult? Well, life is busy. Life is, life is messy. Life is uh, noisy. I think it's a good meditation to kind of, I think I put this in the small group question, question you guys can talk about later. Do you feel, do you honestly feel like you have enough time for friends, family, work, hobbies, and God? <laughs> do, you, do you really feel like you, like you really feel like you do? Uh, and the honest answer for most of us is probably like, no way, like how? How do you do that? How do you make time for that? I don't know. I don't really know. Um, so the one thing I've noticed um, just talking to people about their spiritual lives, you know, pretty much every single day is that like perse perseverance and like consistency is very difficult. For instance, like some of you guys might have jobs like as a nurse where you work like really long shifts, and at the end of the day you're just exhausted, and then like your day off you just like want to recover and like chill, right? Um, okay, I think we have a, another distractor up there. Come on, man. <laughs> talking about prayer. That's a silly priest up there. <laughs> Yeah, you probably don't want to go to him for a confession later. He's not very serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, one thing I've noticed is that, you know, depending on your profession, like, for instance, like I said, nurse, you work long, long hours, and then, like, at the end of the day, you just want to, like, relax and just, like, veg out. And then the next day on your off day, you're just like, oh, man, I just want to rest and whatnot. So it's very hard to, like, have, like, a consistent, like, schedule of prayer. Before I entered seminary, I was actually a CPA. I worked at a public accounting firm, uh, and I was on the, like, the tax side. So, like, during tax season, during busy season, sometimes we work, like, 80 hours, which, honestly, that's, like, inhumane. I think it's crazy. 
I don't know how people do that. Uh, I did it for like four years. Maybe that's why I'm a priest now. But <laughs> no, but it's like it's hard to do. It's like hard to like come up with a schedule of like consistent prayer when like our schedule is so erratic. So um, yes, making time, making time truly is a real challenge. When you think about that, how do I have time for everything? Making time truly is a real challenge, but it's not always the real problem. It is a, it is a real challenge, but it's not always the real problem. I love, I, I don't know, I've heard many forms of this quote, but it's, it says that no one has yet starved to death because they didn't have enough time to eat. You have to see someone starve to death because they didn't have enough time to eat. We, we always find, or rather take time, to do things that are most important to us. Yes, we need to eat, but we also need to pray. We also need to pray. So no one has yet starved because they didn't have time to eat. We always find time, take time, for the things that are most important to us. So it's kind of like, to be brutally honest with ourselves, we need to like review like our, our hierarchy of values and like see what our priorities really are. A lot of times in, um, in the confessional, we give as a, as a penance, to this kind of goes with the like the theme of battle like come up with like a battle plan or just come up with like a rule of life we as human beings as christians like we actually we need a rule of life we need a structure of life you know we see for thousands of years uh monks etc make a rule of life and it doesn't have to be meticulous it doesn't have to be extravagant it doesn't have to be planning on every single minute of the day but in reality we actually do need to have a rule of life so what i'll give is a penance i'm like okay look at your upcoming week Get out your calendar and look at your upcoming week and plan it out. Plan it out. Like we actually, like we mentioned earlier, so we, we don't just like naturally fall into like, all right, cool, you know, I, I'm going to get up at the same time every day and I'm going to pray at this time and I'm going to do this and everything goes perfectly. Usually that doesn't happen, right? So we have to like open up our calendar and make it, make a plan, make a plan. So again, it doesn't have to be meticulous, but like, okay, what time do I need to go to bed? What time am I going to get up? You got to account for the snooze button, too. So. <laughs> but honestly, like, it's, it's, we're, we're a work in progress, so like, be patient and gentle with yourself, but come up with like, a rule of life. What time am I going to go to sleep? What time am I going to get up? What time am I going to go to work? When am I going to get home from work? When am I going to have time for like, things that like, give me, uh, that like, recreate me, like hobbies, sports, etc., hanging out with friends, hanging out with family, hanging out with significant other? Like, we don't have to be meticulous about it, but like, plan it out. Plan it out. I honestly, in my calendar, I put my holy hour in my calendar. Because if I don't, we just we just kind of keep pushing it along, pushing it along, and then all of a sudden it's like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm too tired. I'm just going to turn on the TV, because that's so much easier to do, right? Turn on the TV or just like bury our face in YouTube. That's what Robbie does all the time. Father Robbie does all the time. Look, he's probably doing it right now. Look at him. Who you are out there? Instagram? What's he up, Grammar? <laughs> Just play with you. But no, like it's so much easier, right? Like if we're honest with ourselves, it's so much easier. But so anyway, back to like making a rule of life. I actually have to like put my holy hour in my calendar, or else I'll just like keep kicking it down the road, and then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, I'm like, man, yeah, it would be so much easier to just turn on the Braves game, or it'd be so much easier to just like scroll through social media, because that's that's easier, right? But then like the next day, we're like, man, that wasn't like really that good. That wasn't refreshing. That wasn't rejuvenating. That wasn't like recreative. So anyway, the problem is usually not enough time. Yes, it's a real challenge, but it's not always a real problem. We have to like uh, honestly 
review what our priorities are and like examine our schedules, examine our, our structure of life and come up with a plan, come up with a battle plan. Like we said earlier, it's like we have an enemy that works against us, we have our own weak human nature that works against us. So come up with a rule of life, come up with a rule of life. Last thing I'll kind of address is, okay, we're really good on time. Last thing I'll kind of address is like kind of the lie of activism. The lie of activism. I mean, we, like, we're just, we've been conditioned by our society that we have to do, 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 right? To be productive. Everything has to have a purpose. Yeah, that's the, in a sense, there's a, there's, a, there's a good to that, right? Um, but we always feel like, oh, I need, to, I, need to, I need to go do this, and I have to make time for these people, and I have to, my family, my friends, and I, have to, I always have to be doing something. I always have to be doing something. That's, that's a, a big lie. That's a big lie. And then the other lie is like, time that we give to prayer, time that we give to God, is actually time stolen from others that we could be like hanging out with. That's a big lie too. That's a big lie. That the time that we give to God is actually stolen from others. So we have to be careful with that too. I'll give another quote from Father Jacques He says, in response to time given to God is stolen from others, he says, actually, on the contrary, fidelity and being present to God guarantees the capacity to be present to others and love them truly. On the contrary, fidelity and being present to God, practicing being present to God, guarantees our own capacity to be present to others and to love them truly. Kind of like a quality over a quantity thing. Um, being attentive to God on a daily basis, like being attentive to our one true God, actually helps us be attentive, more attentive to others in our daily life. Our relationships will actually be more fruitful. He gives, he follows, um, this quote by saying, the love of prayerful souls, the love of prayerful souls is the most attentive, the most delicate, the most disinterested, the most sensitive to other people's, for instance, sufferings, and are capable of consoling them and comforting them. When we think about that, when we like think of like very holy people, very prayerful people, um, there's something different about when we enter into conversation with them. There's actually more a deeper attentiveness, there's actually a deeper care. Um, for us, for the other. So I think that, yeah, most simply, prayer makes us better people. Prayer makes us better people. So I think, I don't think that the people that we're around, our family, our friends, are going to complain about us spending more time in prayer. Because that, that the time we spend in prayer will actually be more fruitful when we actually do enter into relationship to, with others. There's an awesome story that I, that I always like to tell about Mother Teresa. Um, I'm sure everyone knows Mother Teresa. And she served the poorest of the poor in the slums of the streets of Calcutta, India. And she had a, a whole group of, of missionary sisters there serving the poorest of the poor. People were literally dying in the streets, picking them up and caring for them, pouring themselves out day after day after day. I remember there was a, a story about a reporter went over there to kind of say, oh man, this is awesome, this is beautiful, just to kind of do a little story on it. And, and he noticed that... Um, you know, their morning routine was always the same before they went out and, and served in the streets. And the reporter kind of asked Mother Teresa, hey, Mother, like, you're doing awesome work here. You're doing awesome work here, but like, why do you waste all that time in the morning uh, with hanging out with your sisters in prayer? So they would, they would have Eucharistic adoration every morning for like, I think a couple hours. It's like, you could spend all that time, you could be out there on the streets, there's so many people in need, there's so many people in need, why do you waste all that time in the morning in prayer? Uh, and she just kind of smiled at him, smirked at him, and said, Listen, if we didn't do that, this mission wouldn't last a week, maybe not even a day. 
Uh, the reality is like our human love is just too weak. Our human love is just too unsustainable. So we have to be like, come before the Lord every single day to be filled up, to be nourished, to be sustained. And when we're like receptive and secure in the Lord's love, we're so, it's so much easier to love those around us. So much easier to love those around us. We notice when, we're, when we stray from the Lord, we're quicker to judge. We're quick, quicker to speak behind someone's back. We're quicker to be critical. Um, it's just harder to love when we're not focusing on that cornerstone relationship of Jesus Christ. That cornerstone relationship with Jesus Christ. I think if we really examine our relationships, when we notice that uh, we're, something's not at peace with one of our relationships, when something's not right, it usually means like we're not at peace with ourselves. It usually means like something's not right within our soul. And that usually means that something is not right. Something is not at peace with God. So again, the whole foundation of this thing, it has to be God. It has to be our relationship with God. Everything flows from it. Everything flows to it. So my encouragement is to make time for God. Very simply, make time for God. Every single day, I'll go back to that, that quote I love um, that Jacques Philippe said, perseverance and fidelity are, are the, the, the key, the key to our prayer lives. Time spent faithfully every day in mental prayer, even if it is poor, arid, distracted, dry, and relatively short, is more, is worth more, and will be infinitely more fruitful for our progress than long, ardent spells of mental prayer from time to time, when circumstances make it easy. Prayer is a battle. Prayer is a battle. We have an enemy that absolutely does not want us to enter into a deep, intimate spiritual life with our Lord. And then we have our own weak human nature that likes to hit the snooze button every morning. We have, uh, we get lazy. We want to put our arms down in prayer. We turn to other things that we think will satisfy us and fulfill us more. Prayer is a battle, and let's approach it like that. Let's approach it like that. This will be our reading for, for Mass this evening. So let's like kind of meditate on that today and think about how can I engage this battle of prayer? I think first and foremost, uh, my greatest advice would be come up with a rule of life. Come up with a look at your look at your calendar and say, okay, when am I going to make time for God? And this will affect everything that you do. This will affect everything that you do. So thanks for being here. Uh, I'm excited to be here with you all. I pray with you all. This is a very inspiring for me as a, as a young new priest to see people showing up, want to get uh, you know fed by the Lord. So thank you for coming here.